And welcome back. I'm Arlene Bonin for Jeff MacArthur. And we got a lot of big ideas we've been talking about today, and we're going to continue. Really, you know, we're kind of seeing in the middle of summer, it usually happens when we all go back to school, back to work, but it's not going to happen. We're looking and going, wow, what has changed in our world? And what do we need to move forward here. And I know there's all sorts of people who study the way we York have said that over and over again, but it's completely different. And, you know, we've talked a lot about there was a moment and a day of reckoning and how is it changing sports and are they leading the way and who's leading the way in this um, fight for racial justice. So lots of talk about making workforces more diverse and lots of words like inclusion being used. And I was cheering on last week that what the Raptors were doing, they were taking their specific placement in our world and using it, watching that moment where people are saying, how do we get beyond this and how can we lead? But is there something else to actually making it happen. And my next guest is going to give us some ideas. Jackie Parchment, CEO of Mercer and board member of Black North Initiative. Welcome. Thank you for having me, Arlene. All right. Lots to talk about this. And we use the word inclusion. And here in your piece that you wrote for the Globe and Mail, you use the word and say, maybe we go beyond that. Maybe we belong now, you know, and it really struck a chord with me because I remember entering this field when it was a man's world and knowing that. And you got kind of invited or you pushed your way into the room, but did you really feel like you belonged? And it depended on a few circumstances. What about this moment in time can we do about belonging? Uh, Absolutely. Um, So it's a term that I I like to use. It's very personal for me. Um, You know, obviously, you know, I'm a woman, um, I'm actually a woman of color, and I'm a CEO. And so in, it's just a reflection of my own experiences, um, you know, coming into the workforce at a time where we didn't talk a lot about these words like diversity and inclusion um, and belonging. And uh, all the little things that happen in, in your workday, um, none of which are huge, but but which add up to making you feel like, you really can take your place at the table of that organization. So, you know, it's things like, um, you know, the, the food that's served, as a matter of course, uh, at, at company entertainments. It's, do you talk constantly about golf and the sports teams <laughs> that, that certain members of the organization play on together and that others are excluded from? Um, you know, it even goes to, it very much goes to who you see representing your organization, whether it's, you know, writing articles, um, like I did, I was very proud to do that, or uh, whether it's internal, external um, public speaking engagements. And finally, um, it's who your organization chooses to give money to. What organizations do you choose for your philanthropy? Um, and does that reflect the, the group that actually works for you? Um, if you add up all the things that circle around that in a day, uh, that, that gets to the idea of belonging. And if you want a more di- di- diverse workforce, 
the first step is not to push out <laughs> the diversity that you already have. And, and belonging is a really important facet of that. You know, there's a lot of people, and I, I can hear it. I mean, I, I, I identify again, you know, in all my career, you, you know, that people were playing golf and, and nobody really thought that maybe I could play golf or <laughs> not years ago anyway. And it, it was just done. And you just kind of carried on and said, well, I can't change everything. Let me ask you, is this a time where these kind of things can be changed? Do you feel a moment here? Oh, 100%. Um, you know, I think it's been changing gradually. Um, but I think there's a moment here where people are open to listening and reconsidering. And the interesting thing is, you know, when I entered the workforce, there was this stereotypical perspective that mm-hmm. the way you entered entertain clients, for example, was through golf or through taking them to certain types of sporting events. Um, our client base has really changed. It's become more diverse. And as we have at Mercer chosen to open up how we entertain clients, how we entertain ourselves, et cetera, we're noticing that we see better response because many of our clients are like, why, why did you offer me this type of entertainment when really I would have preferred to do something different? So um, I think it has been gradually changing. I think now is the moment where we can really call it out. And how do you do that? What about people from within who are identifying with this and they don't want to be a, you know, a pain in the you know what? And then how do you approach it? Can workers change this or should it come from the top? Um, I think it's both. Um, so I think the more we raise awareness, um, the more people feel comfortable to speak up. So for myself, I, I guess the moment was uh, my job prior to this was I, I ran our Toronto office before I became CEO. And uh, as I stepped into that new role, I realized that the workforce was very different from the workforce that I had started with at Mercer over 20 years ago. Um, our client base was very different. And, and how we were reflecting that diversity just wasn't appropriate. So I was able to call that out and make that change and got a tremendous response. So we talk about this a lot now. We try to be more open. Um, And I think there's a virtuous circle here where the more people feel free to call it out, the more we increase belonging, the more we have better representation in the workforce, the more we have people who will call it out and it'll go round and round in this virtuous circle. And, you know, you also talked about charitable events on where people spend their money. And is it about their clients then? Is it the message to their clients? Are you saying send a message to the workforce as well? Yeah. So, you know, um, who decides in an organization where where money gets donated? That's a question, right? Um, and, and so sometimes the money gets directed completely at the top without regard for what your workforce would want. Um, You know, I, for example, now I'm very proud to be one of the co-founders of the Black Opportunity Fund, in addition to sitting on the board of the Black North Initiative. And I also do work for the United Way. And both, both, um, all those organizations are, are fundamental in directing contributions to members of the community that previously might have been ignored. So, uh, you know, my message would be understand what your workforce looks like, understand where they they would feel um, would have the most impact in terms of where they'd like donations to go and try to follow that as opposed to having a few people at the top saying, okay, this is what I care about and this is where my my company's money is going to go. You know, in your piece, you talk about bringing your full self uh, to work. How does that feel and has that changed the productivity? I mean, 
you know, when somebody walks in and they're bringing that, they're not just acting the way they think they should, or they're not doing as I said, well, you know, I fought a couple of battles. I'm going to leave that. <laughs> I'm going to leave that one. I can't be fighting my way around and offering suggestions every five minutes. But, you know, when you do bring your full self, fantastic things can happen. How does that feel? Is there a way you can talk, talk about that? Well, listen, if you if you feel like you can be yourself at work, um, then you're going to communicate better with those around you. Right. If you feel like you've got to kind of put up the veil um, to pretend to be something else, obviously, there's that barrier that you're going to bring in with you every single day. And, and it has to affect how you interact with those around you. It has to affect how you interact with your clients. Um, if you can be yourself you're going to be happier. I believe if you're happier, you're going to be more productive. So it's incredibly, incredibly important. And, you know, the damage that's done um, by having years and years of having to pretend to be something that you're not um, or not being able to fully yourself, um, that really does take a toll in terms of mental health, which, of course, has an impact on physical health. So uh, 100%, if you can be yourself, you'll be happier, you'll be healthier, and that can't help but resonate in a better workforce. For All you. right. Freedom. Jackie Parchment, <laughs> thank you for joining us. Great piece in the globe. Appreciate it. Thank you so much. Have a great afternoon.